Today on the Rogue Retirement Lounge, it's Retirement News. Welcome to the podcast where entrepreneurs go to learn about alternative retirement investing strategies and structures and all things related to planning a successful, prosperous retirement. If you're self-employed, if you're a gig worker or solopreneur, you've come to the right place to learn how to retire wealthier, retire sooner, and retire happier. This is the Rogue Retirement Lounge. And now, the news. Jesus. So in case you haven't heard, right now there are two similar bipartisan bills, one in the House and one in the Senate, that aim to help Americans put aside more money and increase retirement security. Right now, these measures are in the early stages of the legislative process, but it's expected that there will be some movement on them in the coming months. The House bill is called the Securing a Strong Retirement Act, uh, and nicknamed Secure 2.0. This bill uh, received unanimous approval last month month from the Ways and Means Committee, and its sponsors are the panel's chairman, Richard Neal, a Democrat from Massachusetts, and ranking member Kevin Brady, a Republican from Texas. The Senate bill is called the Retirement Security and Savings Act. It's sponsored by Senators Ben Cardin, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it, a Democrat from Maryland, and Rob Portman, a Republican from Ohio. Uh, This bill has not received committee attention yet, but is expected to next month. So both the House and the Senate plans would make it so employers could make contributions to 401k plans and similar workplace plans on behalf of employees who are making student loan payments instead of contributing to their retirement plan which I guess seems fair enough, and it's definitely a better policy than the insane idea of student loan forgiveness. Um, Both the House and the Senate bills would expand catch-up contributions for older savers. Uh, The specifics differ on these bills, but suffice it to say that if you're approaching retirement age, if either of these pass, uh, you're going to be able to make higher catch-up contributions to your 401k or IRA in the future. Uh, Also, matching contributions from employers currently can only be made into pre-tax accounts, but a provision in the House bill would allow them to make matching contributions into Roth accounts, and that would be pretty awesome for a lot of people. Um, Both bills would raise uh, the age for RMDs, uh, required minimum distributions, uh, and the Senate bill would reduce the penalty for failing to take RMDs from 50% down to 25%. Now, this next feature in the House bill would be huge given the overall financial illiteracy of most Americans. Um, And this is a requirement that employers automatically enroll their employees in their 401k plan at a rate of at least 3% and then increase it each year until the worker is contributing 10% of their pay. Now, if you're a small business with 10 or fewer employees, or if you have a new company that's less than three years old, you would be excluded. But either way, if you look at the abysmal savings rate of most Americans, especially younger ones, being forced into contributing to your 401k really would be nothing but a good thing. Now, I'm generally not a fan of government forcing itself into your financial life, but this could actually really seriously help a lot of people. So I think uh, that would be a good uh, piece of legislation there. Um, Apparently, the Senate bill does not require 
the auto enrollment aspect of this, but it's said to include incentives for companies to implement that feature. Uh, anyway, so that legislation is on the horizon. I will keep you posted as those bills take shape. In other news, what's everybody talking about these days? Yes, it's inflation. So as of May, the numbers just came out. Over the last 12 months, the CPI was up 5.0%, which is the largest increase since the period ending August 2008, and that number was 5.4%. And get this, used cars and trucks were up 7.3% in May. That's nuts. Now, there's a lot of reasons for that um, that I won't get into, but used cars are on fire right now. And if you haven't heard about the uh, insanity happening in building materials, that's where things are going super crazy. Uh, Lumber prices have gone through the roof and you're seeing that reflected in new build real estate, but it's not just lumber. Um, Last weekend I was at a party and I was talking to a buddy of mine, Tony, who is a project estimator for a building supply company. And basically that means a contractor will come in and bring him blueprints on a house or something, and Tony will figure out the full bill of materials for that project. Um, He said that when he gives someone an estimate, whereas before it it used to be good for a period of time, you know, maybe a week or a month, um, now it's like, here's the price today. Can't tell you what it's going to be if you take delivery tomorrow, but uh, here's what it is for the next 24 hours. Um, And get this, they can't get rebar right now. See, he said it's nowhere to be found. So if you're about to put in a foundation, um, you're out of luck. So anyway, all this commodity inflation, in my opinion, is going to be a factor in keeping this current real estate bubble we're in pretty much going strong for a while. If builders can't get materials, the housing shortage is going to just continue to get worse and the value of real estate likely won't be correcting anytime soon. So speaking of which, I'm looking at the possibility of buying a single family uh, property in North Texas um, if I end up getting approved for the loan. And uh, if you've seen the news about the massive growth that Texas has seen, it's really been amazing. And uh, I feel like I'm probably buying at the top of the market, but it still feels to me like a smart decision overall um, for the long term. So uh, send me an email if you think I'm not doing the right thing. Um, I Actually, I'd love to chat with you about it either way if you have a strong opinion. Uh, and one last thing. Did you uh, know that for 2021, the COLA increase for Social Security was... 1.3%. That's right, 1.3%. So we're hearing about inflation every day, prices on everything from food and lumber to used cars and gas are going up like crazy, but our social security recipients got a 1.3% cost of living increase. Um, so consider that when you plan for your social security in real terms, not not in nominal terms, but in real terms, the monthly amount that you're going to get is going to decrease, meaning the purchasing power is going to go down every year. So anyway, on that note, I have a fantastic weekend and I will be back with you next week. And that's a look at today's news. Nothing in this podcast is meant to be financial, legal, or tax advice. Though there's some kick-ass information here, it's for informational purposes only. Take control of your retirement planning, but get professional counsel if you need tax, legal, or financial advice. For more content like this, join my mailing list at rogueretirementlounge.com. 
And if you have questions about retirement investing, entrepreneurship, business, or anything else, my email address is matt at rogueretirementlounge.com. 